Assalamu alaikum. I'm Khalil Alika. And I'm Zahir Parker. And welcome to AccidentalMuslims.com. So AccidentalMuslims.com is a, a movement, a platform where we showcase present and future leaders to help us live with purpose. And we believe that everybody has a story to tell. This podcast hopes to add value. So welcome and enjoy. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. I am Hassan Abdallah Mkwinda. You are listening to accidentalmuslim.com. Alhamdulillah, uh, from Cape Town. Cape Mashallah. From the world, Alhamdulillah. From the world, from the world. Allah Akbar. Allah Akbar. <laughs> Assalamu alaikum, yeah. Hassan. Welcome. It's a pleasure to have you, Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Yeah, assalamu alaikum. Shukran Khalil, shukran uh, Sheikh Hassan. Yeah. So happy that you could be here. Um, in a brief few moments already, I've learned a few things. So thank you for that. And I look forward to learning more things throughout this discussion. Uh, Allah bless you and all that you do. Amen. Amen. The reason why I called you, I saw you two weeks ago at uh, the Canal Hawk JK. And I've been an avid uh, listener or fan of Amadida and Sakin Naik. And when I, when I heard you speaking at that khutbah, I said, I must have you on the show. So Alhamdulillah, you're here. So tell us, tell us about your, your story, your background. Where, where did you come from, and what year? And then, yeah, what are you doing at the moment? Alhamdulillah, um, I'm from Tanzania, a place called Mtwara, the city called Masasi. I grew up there, born there, and uh, as I say, background of mine come from the Islamic family. Alhamdulillah, practical Islam family, and uh, from there, Alhamdulillah. Uh, I decided uh, one day I said to my father, then he told me, listen, I want to send you far away from the place where you are uh, born and grew up. So I would look at him to, to send me far away where I don't have my mother there, my father there. I was going to work, and that time I was in the age of 19. So Alhamdulillah, he did send me to go to Dar es Salaam. So when I reached in Dar es Salaam, Alhamdulillah, to my big brother, the firstborn brother. So Alhamdulillah, I sat with him. And they did look after me, and uh, whatever need I was need, he would try his best to provide. So, Alhamdulillah, in the year 2000, then I started my journey because one day I had a dream. And this dream, it was 19, uh, 1999. I had a dream that uh, I have to leave my country to go other country. But then the dream didn't tell me which country I have to go, all right? But it tells me far away, other country. So, I didn't share anybody when it comes to the dream. But what I did is, I look at my brother's son. He say he's going to South Africa. So I was like, you go to South Africa? Where the people been uh, dumping in the river and uh, let the dogs biting them. So, wait, you going, okay, here's money. I'll give him some money for him to come to South Africa. But then when he left, then I start to realize South Africa. People come, they come with a car, come back from South Africa, they got new clothing, shoes, and so on. What's going on? So I want to be there. Then, alhamdulillah, I remember I made the effort to get some money from the work, security company was working, and they start to look for the passport, and then the man who did organize for the passport, they eat my money, then I end up again, no money again for passport. So I met the brother, <clears throat> his name is Suleiman. He told me, son, I've heard you're going to South Africa. I said, yes, I'm going to South Africa. So what? He said, no, I want to go with you. I said, no, but for now I don't have money because the man I give money to make passport, he ate the money. He said, no, I got the money 
for your passport, I got money for your bus. Huh? Say yes. So alhamdulillah, then we get passport, then we get the bus ticket, then we start the chain. December in the year 2000, me and him. So along we were coming, as I say again, grew up in Islamic way, so Christianity was Islamic way. We start to chat with the people. I remember when he was in the bus, we show the kindness, talk to the people nice. We was little boys. You know, I was 22 years at that time. Still lighty. You know, when person look at me, it's like, you go to mommy and daddy. What are you doing this long way? <laughs> you know? So, alhamdulillah, I came to South Africa once again. Arrived in Johannesburg. Alhamdulillah, I remember a few brothers, they robbed us. And uh, from there, one brother came to us, listen, you have to go to Devon. Because you are small boys and uh, now you got no money to go back to your country. Go to Deben because in the month of Ramadan, they will assist you in terms of zakat. To make sure you reach in Cape Town. So, Deben, we are going to Cape Town. What this story of Deben again? So, Alhamdulillah, we took a train to go to Deben. When you arrive in Deben, Alhamdulillah, I remember I met one Congolese brother say, If you say you are Tanzanian again in this place, they're going to rob you again. So rather say you are Burundi or rather say you are Congolese. You know, that could be better for you. But we say, okay, where is the mosque here? So they took us to the nearest masjid, you know, opposite IPCI. So when we was there, alhamdulillah, then we introduced ourselves. We're from Tanzania. From Tanzania? Tanzania guys are a problem here. They're stealing, they're robbing. You're from Tanzania, you're not going to get help. Subhanallah. Where is your passport? Then we give them passport. When they look at, they see the stamp that we arrived just a few days back. We don't know, nobody here. So from there, they took us to IPCI, and then we start to get help from them. They took us to the place of sleeping for four days, and then the fifth day, they took us to the train, and they got a ticket, and they gave us pocket money. Here we came to Cape Town. So I remember when I was in the train, one lady, she asked me, you, you're still a young boy. What do you come to do in South Africa? I say, I'm coming to look for the life. Life? What do you mean? I say, I mean. What do I mean? Because she saw me, I'm eating dry bread. And uh, why? I say, no, this is about life. I came here, South Africa, to look for the better life. So from there, then again, characteristic of being a Muslim from youth age, I'm still showing to the people, no matter I don't know them. But for me as a Muslim, Islam teaches me to be humble to other people. So I start to move on. Then, alhamdulillah, we arrive in Gugletu. I remember there's a lady in the train. She said, because you are a young boy, I will take you to the place until where you're going. He, she didn't want to let me anyway. But this, he came after I showed the good characteristic in the train. When I went to with the people and so on. Until the lady, she realized, no, she have to take me to the place where I'm going. So alhamdulillah, she took him until to the house where I arrived. And then I started to speak to the people, introduce myself. He said, okay. So I met my brothers, my brother's son and other brother from Tanzania. From there, then they take me to the place where building, you know. From there, then I start to, again, to show my crisis to the people, good behavior as a youth, you know, talk to the people nicely, whatever they send you to do something, you send, you do it. Because you want to build something here, understanding between among the people who are around you. From there then, again, I move on to security company. Again, as a young boy, I remember I was still uh, 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 in the year 2022 years. And then when I reached 23, 
They now continue to do security campaign again. They give me holding the gun. I don't know how to shoot the gun. I, do, I don't know. I never get training of the gun. But again, this man, he trusted me. And although I'm young and foreigner, but the characteristic I'm sure him, for him is like, this guy is a trustworthy. You know? So he leave me in his car. He give me the gun. I don't know. I, don't, <laughs> I was like, you don't know me. I don't know how to use these things. But you just trust me. How should I use this? He said, no, don't worry. You just stay here. That's all. So I carry on. Wallahi, I remember, he, wherever we're going, he feel very happy to introduce me to the people. You know, this is Hassan. This, so I was like, brother, <laughs> how? I'm foreigner and uh, I don't have mother here, I don't have a father here, I don't have documents of South African documents. So how this came about? But I realized one thing. Islam take me somewhere how to interact with other people. So that is my journey so far. And then I end up with say, okay, now I want to start to speak to the people. So in the year 2002, I still continue to speak to the people. They show the characteristic of being a Muslim. I go to the massage, they make him a solar and so on. I remember the, this boss of security company, when he closed the company down, he told me, son, I give you money to go start life on your own. So he gave me money and he took me to the place where my other brothers is. He said, okay, here's the place, start your life. So from there, then I carry on as a youth boy, you know, carry on, speak to the people nicely about Islam is where I met my wife 2003. So when I introduced her that this is what Islam is, Alhamdulillah, she accepted Islam. Then I took her to Sanzaf, head office in South Africa. So when you reach there, then she took it, she took Shahada. So when she took Shahada, Alhamdulillah, it was two days before Ramadan ending. She took Shahada. And then we get nikah, alhamdulillah, meaning marriage. And then from there, we start to develop Islam. This is my journey. We start to develop Islam as a youth. So alhamdulillah, from there, then I start to make a trip to go see my in-laws and uh, to tell them she's a Muslim and I'm a Muslim and so on. They accept it without no doubt about it. Where is your family? I see my family is in Tanzania. So you're a boy. What are you doing here? I say, this is what I'm doing. I'm working by the barber shop. All right, Baba Shop, you want to take your daughter <laughs> for the Baba Shop money? Say so, yes. So, Alhamdulillah, that is how the chain. Then, late stage, I took my wife for Madrasa, studying. It was in Mitchell's Plain. And uh, while she's studying, I told her, listen, I want you to do me a favor. Alif Bata, you're learning from the school. When you come back home, I will give you 200 a week to teach my children. So, she's like, she's a mother, had you to teach your children. But now has been supporting you, trying it on top of it. So I say yes, and as much you prove it, I will give you more. So she was like, "Really?" Say yes, that is this. I remember there's a time she said that, but now there's other children on the street. What we should do with these children? So I told her, "Okay, you know you're a young lady, and I'm a young man, and we love the children. I tell you what, take small package of soup and cook in the small pot. It was less than two liter." Cook it and give to the children. So she was like, it's too small. How can I cook for this one? I said, no. Well, I cook it and you give it. So she started to cook the soup. And she gave to the children. Amazingly, when she gave the children, is how more children come. And Alhamdulillah, she carried on by doing that. And she realized 
But yeah, I'm surrounding the people who are innocent in the world. The people are seeking mahabba, meaning love. And she carry on cooking more soup. One day, I remember I received a phone call that there's a stove of gas, gas stove, and a tank, and a pot, 60 liter. So alhamdulillah, I say, you see, you start from less than 2 liter. Now you're going to 60 liter. So up to today, alhamdulillah, we got a crash by our house for with, a, with a 12 children, and we got a madrasa, no less than 25 children attending madrasa by our house. So alhamdulillah, this is how we develop Islam to the place where was Islam not recognized. You know, it was not recognized. So that is how we develop. Until today, our house become the best house which people are visiting, get a cup of tea, feel comfortable, they talk whatever they feel. Alhamdulillah, Islamic Africa Islam Propagation Center, they feel comfortable to come when they make uh, dawah, street dawah and so on. I remember that one day we called the gangsters. So people telling me, Hassan, you call gangsters in your house? Are you crazy? You know they're going to see what you have? I say it is. They have to see what I have. Because what I have is not for me, it's from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So I have to tell him, to tell them. So Africa Self-Propagation Center, we organized this. After we organized, alhamdulillah, the gangsters, they came. And we start to speak to them. In same time, uh, Discover Islam Center providing them of the madrasa, booklets, uh, desks, teachers, and so on. So Discover Islam, Africa Propagation Center, Alhamdulillah, that is how I can say my journey so far. We reached that, you know, Africa Islam Propagation Center, reaching the place now we can be here where extentialmuslim.com to discuss about Islam. Alhamdulillah. Where is your madrasa? Where is madrasa? Home is uh, in West Bank, not West Bank, uh, Palestine, mm. where the you know conflict now. Mm -hmm. It is West Bank in the Cape Town, uh, in Kers River. Kale. All right, River. yeah, Kers River, West Bank. Uh, house number two, Ringwood, Monshello Street, or Ringwood. So, inshallah, come visit you. Inshallah. Sheikh Ambassador, you gave us a very colorful uh, uh, introduction to yourself. Finally, you seem the I'm assuming you are now about 35, 36, Sheikh. Well, I'm 39 years old. 39, one of the things I picked up in your description of your early life is certain of the challenges that you've faced and you overcome it or you overcame it. It seems that you, you, you the method you adopted was showing this Islamic characteristic mm. and people took to it. And that's how you went from one challenge beat the challenge and grew and took it forward. What did you say is, has your studies best taught you? What's the best lesson your, lesson your studies have taught you? Well, the best lesson uh, study which it taught me is to listen. Alright? When I was putting the CD and uh, while I'm busy with the customer cutting hair, so I'm listening. And when, while I'm listening, I take notes. Whatever I'm listening, especially when they quote the ayat of the Quran or biblical text or the hadith. So I take it and I write down. And what I do when I get home, I start to do research more about that. And that is how I become myself equipped in terms of memorizing and in terms of deliver the message very easily because now I'm familiar with the message which I already go through the verses in the Quran and the biblical and so on. Encyclopedia, different books which I went through to discover that the how should they deliver proper message to the people. 
listening it could be a means of a person get away of understanding how to give dawa all right studying it could be a means of a person also how to get knowledge of how to give dawa but for me it was listening take the notes and do research and do convey that is how i began myself listening take notes do research and convey So it was the four things in the same time. And alhamdulillah, I thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It was in the night I can go through up to 20 or 30 verses. In the morning, I memorize it. Afternoon, I deal with it. So that is how it works. And I remember my wife, she used to look at me like I sleep in the 12 o'clock in the night, sometimes 2-1 in the night because I'm doing research. And I take note, and now I get a page. So while I'm driving, take my children to school, I start to go through it in the morning time. memorize it when i go afternoon pick them up i just recap and the next day they go you can challenge me regarding what i went through for that particular day because mm. i already memorized it alhamdulillah is it every every muslim responsibility to give dawa is every muslim responsibility to give dawa allah says in surah bakara chapter number 2 verse number 208 that all you believe enter in islam complete So one of the completion of any muslim person is to use a verbal is to you convey the message of islam and this is become compulsory to each muslim person to whom we follow muhammad sallallahu is compulsory to give the message of islam allah says in surah yusuf chapter number 12 verse number 108 allah says kul hadhihi sabili ulu ila allah ala basiratin wa ma nitabaan wa subhanallah wa ma anna minal mushrikin say this is my way call many kind unto allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with a clear message with a clear evidence with a clear knowledge i and whosoever follow prophet muhammad peace be upon him he become compulsory to deliver the message of islam wa subhanallah Glory be to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wa ma anna minal mushrikin and I'm not of those who are polytheism idol worshiping uh, fortune tellers or those who worshiping someone else beside Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so in this verse in surah yusuf chapter 12 verse number 108 it become compulsory to every muslim person to call people unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is compulsory it's not option mm. sheikh um, you were in tanzania you were in in Durban, Joburg, Cape Town. Tell us about your Ramadan experience in Tanzania compared to South Africa. Is it similar? Is it different? Um, and if so, how? Very good. Tanzania, Johannesburg, Cape Town, Durban, alhamdulillah. Is Ramadan is different perspective when you look at in these different places. Uh, Tanzania, Islam came very early stage. Alhamdulillah. It's very early stage. And uh, it's well-knowing. even to non muslim as well when you come to ramadan consider is a month known all over the country number one. so when you come to food or iftar time food have been distributed outside so even non muslim when he passing by he have to sit he eat you know because he know this is a month wherever you go around the corner you find food have been putting outside not inside outside So that is again where I can see when I came to South Africa particular places Islam is alhamdulillah is practical very good 
right? In terms of distribution of the food, alhamdulillah, people eating, and the people give uh, charity, and the people distributing the food to the different people. So I saw this. When I reached in Deben, then I see more activities when it comes to the food in distribution to the people, because it was in the month of Ramadan. When I came to Cape Town, alhamdulillah, then I see the masajid, I came people iftaring the masjid, and the bread is giving the masjid, and I see the uh, Islamic relief who are distributing the food, and the mess iftar. So I was like, alhamdulillah, everywhere I'm going, although Islam came late in South Africa about 400 years ago, but the practical, alhamdulillah, I can say it got also much impact. You know, it got much impact, alhamdulillah. As I can speak, as you speak to now, we received the phone call from uh, uh, Discover Islam that is Islamic uh, Relief want to give food parcels in our community. So again, this is, uh, I can say, there's a much uh, 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 impact when you come to South Africa. Mm -hmm. Alhamdulillah, it's growing mm -hmm. when you come to Islamic uh, uh, awareness. Is this vibrance, <coughs> this activity during Ramadan... Uh, is it something, is one of your favorite aspects of Ramadan or what is your favorite aspect of Ramadan? My favorite aspect of Ramadan is that when it comes to iftar. You know, Alhamdulillah, the reason being is that you fasting during the day. Alhamdulillah. The best moment for me is when it comes to breakfast. It makes me to forget all the hunger I went through during the day. Alhamdulillah. So when it comes to Africa again, is a, is a place where, alhamdulillah, I've been seeing this and I've been witness for myself that people carrying uh, food from the houses and bring to the masajidi and the people sitting down, they're sharing and the people have a conversation. This is, you know, it was nice donuts and it was nice consistent. The first, first time I reached this word consistent was Africa. I never ate there before. <laughs> so, <laughs> nice consistent. So, so, alhamdulillah, Islam is growing and uh, is our aim. We as a Muslim, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Allah says in Surah Nahum, chapter 16, verse number 125, Udu'u ila sabi'u rabbika bil hikmat, walma udotu l'hasanat, wajadil hum bihulati hiya ahsana. That invite mankind in the way of our Lord with a beautiful preaching, and argue them with a fair preaching, and reason them with the wisdom. So, Islam, again, we have to do as much we can to the best of our ability to show Islam the best way. Because Allah taught us everything what we need. And the sunnah of Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu again, it become more impacting how we should live our life. So, in the month of Ramadan, it could be a means of person to understand Islam better when it comes to the giving, when it comes to the sharing, when it comes to the concern. Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu says, if you give someone one date, you uh, get the same reward of the person who fasting. So again, this is giving encouraging for us to sharing, to give more in the month of Ramadan. What is your favorite du'a in Ramadan? Uh, subhanallah. My favorite, uh, my favorite du'a in the month of Ramadan, uh, subhanallah, so many. <laughs> <laughs> it's a difficult question. <laughs> subhanallah. You know, uh, the favorite du'a, let me say in general, maybe uh, I can use it in the yes, month yes, of Ramadan yes, as well. Yes. <clears throat> Allahumma inna ka'afun karim tuhibra afafaf anna. You know, this is the dua, alhamdulillah, Nabi Sallallahu so I'm a teacher as in the, in the month of Ramadan to request. But again, when you come to my side, say, I say, Rabbana atina fi dunya hasnat wa fil akhirat hasnat wa kina adabanan. Means that, Ya Allah, grant good in this world and the good in the year after and save us from the fire of Jahannam. You know, which you all need of this. 
we have a lot of youth that listen to the show, the podcast. So in during Ramadan, the first 10 days, you know, the masjid's full. But then, you know, day 11, 12, 13, you know, the middle 10 days, then somehow the masjid gets a bit empty. What advice would you give us in Ramadan? You know, the first 10, we're energized, we're eager. But then, you know, day 11 comes, then we, you know, it goes down. Advice I can give to my uh, youth brothers and sisters up there is that, number one, we have, we have to realize, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, in Surah Baqarah, chapter number 2, verse number 28, that, Islam kafa. That, oh, you believe, enter Islam completely. So either youth or elder, but you have to make sure that when you enter Islam, you have to enter in completion. Why the masjid is full in 10 days? Alhamdulillah, in Ramadan month, has three categories. Number one, has a mercy. So the first 10 days is a mercy. Maybe that's why you see everybody is there. It's received the best of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Alhamdulillah. Then again, we fail to realize that the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon to the people fasting in the first 10 days, you don't cut day. Alright? What about the next 10 days? The next 10 days, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, again, that forgiving us. So we got the first 10 days receiving the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We got next 10 days Forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Alright? So we should not cut out. We should continuously because now we got another 10 days of forgiving. But let's go to another 10 days. So the last 10 days of Ramadan is removing of hellfire into in Jannah. So who don't want this? Everybody wishing to get this. I'm one of those. When I was youth, I remember my father used to make sure that I'm fasting when it comes to the 10 days, the second 10 days, and the third 10 days. Is to take us to the masjid. We was not a people to say, you know, Alhamdulillah, I already received the message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the first 10 days, so what? No, it's fine. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, it was the people still seeking the place of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the acceptance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, our deeds, because this is what Islam is all about. You know, we have to use a means of our actions, of our activities, in order for people to see that I'm not Islam, Islam of 10 days, I'm Islam of full time. You know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Fuslat, chapter number 41, verse number 33, Allah says, That who's better in the speech than the one called people unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, called mankind unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, called human being unto to Islam, submit to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and the same, same person, he committing wretched deeds. He do good deeds. So one of the good deeds which Muslims have to perform is to continuously make sure you connect yourself to the masajid. Not only 10 days, but even all rest of our life. You should be connected to the life of Islam, to the life of the masajid. Because there where you find you come to the prayer, you come to the success, he lays on that. So, do wretched deed as a Muslim, you perform your salah, you give a zakah, you fast in the month of Ramadan, you go hajj once in your lifetime, and then Then for that case, we end up with say, I'm one of those submitting to the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, to be a Muslim, not 10 days, not 15 days, but it should be complete, alhamdulillah. What is your favorite verse or story or theme from the Quran, Sheikh? 
Well, the favorite story again in the Quran is Surah Yusuf. Mm. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Yusuf is where you find the best story. But this is so various again. The whole entire Quran for me, alhamdulillah, is my favorite because it's for instructions for me to live in this world before I live. But let me mention here and there maybe some few verses which are going to bring unity in terms of human being. Allah says in Surah Hujurat, chapter number 49, verse number 10, He says that, that all you believing, believers are the same. So make a reconciliation among brothers and fear Allah. So this verse, He gives us that there's a group of the people here addressed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that you are the believers, you are the brotherhood, you are the sisterhood, you are the Muslim. Yaqum tum khair ummati ukhri chatri nas. This is Imran chapter 3, verse number 103 to verse number 110. In same again chapter in Surah Hujurat, chapter number 49, verse number 11, Allah continue. Allah says, Ya, 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 you are ladina amanu, oh, you believe. Let not group of the brother. Monk, another group of the brother, you may never know the latter can be better than the former. Nor let a group of the sister, monk, another group of the sister, you may never know the latter can be better than the former. Don't spy one another. Allah continue in Surah Hujurat, chapter 49, verse number 12. That, Ya you are Ladina Aman, again addressing the people who go to brotherhood, that don't speak behind brother, don't bite biting. Avoid much suspicion. Don't be pursuing investigating because suspicion for most of the cases is a sin. So don't speak behind your brother. Don't bite biting. When you bite biting your brother, it's as though you're eating the dead, dead, dead meat of a brother. And the Quran is saying, nay, you cannot eat the dead flesh of a brother. So again, this is Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addressing us as a Muslim, as a Muslim that how we should connect ourselves. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continue. When I ask my, my wife that when you come to the favorite of the Quran, she always telling me, you know, I like this verse in Surah Hujurat, chapter 49, verse number 13. Because Allah addresses all mankind. Who is the most superior? Who is he? So Allah says, all mankind, we created you from Adam and Eve. And we made you into nations. Different culture, different tribes, different color, so that you can recognize one another, that we are human beings. We come from Adam and Eve. But the most honorable person among all human beings is not the one who got the wealth, is not the one who got the color, is not the one who going to speak proper English. As our hadith says, that no Arab should be superior to an Arab. It's a mission, say Buhari, say Muslim. No white should be superior to an white. No, neither black should be superior to an black. But, taqwa. It what makes you to be the person in the soul of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a superior. Um, Sheikh, you basically uh, gave us the blueprint to combat xenophobia. I mean, xenophobia mm -hmm. is a big thing in South Africa in, in the last few years. But what you were saying now, those verses which you quoted and earlier you mentioned, good behavior leads to building and understanding between people. And as Muslims, this is our duty. And my last question is, Sheikh, Today is your last day. Uh, you're going to die. And you only have enough energy to say a few words. Besides the kalima, what will you tell us and your family and your close friends? 
Alhamdulillah, it is because life is in the hand of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we may never know when our life is going to end. The best way that I can leave behind is that convey the message, even as one verse. It's been a pleasure. I can go on for hours, but I want to say, my Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you and give you long umr and yeah, may your organization go from strength to strength, inshallah. Amen. 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 I can just echo what Khalil said as well. Uh, it's been a pleasure listening to you, Sheikh. Pleasure meeting you as well. And uh, we pray that Allah SWT blesses you, your family, your organization, and have a beautiful and uh, successful Ramadan, inshallah. inshallah. Amen. And uh, yeah, shukran for honoring our invitation. Inshallah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it for today's show. We hope we added value. We hope you enjoyed it. But most of all, we hope our guests inspired you to live with purpose. Don't forget to send us your suggestions via info at accidentalmuslims.com If you know anybody out there that is inspiring, that's leading, that's living with purpose, please uh, do contact us. And remember, feedback is our oxygen. So follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. I hope you enjoyed. God bless. Assalamu alaikum.